It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, a very special guest who is doing something all of us should be aware of, honoring, applauding, she and her family as a whole. As we're talking and recording this on Veterans Day, they have given enormously and served our country and continue to do that around the clock. So I want you to meet and give a warm welcome on Live in the Bream this week to Jen Osten, who is a caregiver, and she's actually got a special title here. She is an Elizabeth Dole Caregiver Fellow who works on these issues of family, of serving our vets, of those especially who are in need of care. Jen, welcome to Live in the Bream. We've had the privilege of having your husband, Will, and it's an honor to have you now, too. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here today, Shannon. So let's talk about this. Um, Veterans Day, we rightfully have a focus on our veterans, but um, as you well know better than anyone, family is so much a part of this. Whether our veterans are healthy and active duty and serving, or whether in your case where they're continuing the fight um, after leaving the service, tell us a little bit about the work you and Will have done, and then we'll get into your role as a caregiver too. Sure. So um, Will and I, we run a nonprofit called Arc of Justice, and um, we have been working tirelessly really since Will got medically retired um, back in 2019. And so we founded it then uh, actually with you on Fox News. And we have been working to pass legislation in Congress called the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights. Our one ask of listeners today is if they could still contact their congressmen and ask them to sponsor 8081. We are super pleased to announce we actually have 13 co-sponsors, but we want more. It's always awesome to have so many supporters, and I'm really grateful to say that we have bipartisan support right now. So that's one of the major things we're working on. The other thing, Shannon, is he still represents clients. He's represented 72 clients going through the active duty medical separation process. And so um, that's something he works on as well. Yeah, and so folks know, um, you can go back and listen to our podcast and see the things that we've done with Will in the past. Um, he found this out firsthand, that there is a weird loophole, bureaucratic kind of nightmare for people who um, are in service, they have medical issues, they want to continue to serve, and they want to have the opportunity to get better and stay in service. And for many, many um, men and women out there in service who have a medical issue while they're active duty, um, if they want to try to fight and stay, there are some real roadblocks they're running into. And so Will found this out firsthand. Um, Jen found this out firsthand. And now you guys are advocating on behalf of others who are running into this brick wall. And it seems like there's this frustration of being passed from one agency to another, trying to get answers. And often the clock runs out on these men and women who are trying to stay in active duty service um, while also trying to recover. That's right. That's exactly right. You said it beautifully. Essentially, everyone is afforded or basically given the right through the Army regulations and other branches that they should get up to one year of treatment to get better so that they can either fight for their career or maybe really rehabilitate enough, excuse me, <clears throat> that their transition out of the military is that much easier. So that is something that we have, um, we've seen it firsthand, we've experienced it firsthand. And sadly, Shannon, at this point, we're four years in and where it used to be our goal to sort of get the people at the top to become aware of the problem and give them the chance to do the right thing. They've had that chance. 
they're not doing the right thing. And so now we're, we're really looking to all of our platforms and circles of influence to expose the wrongdoing. And I wanna be specific, this is not the army or any of the military branches, this is the Defense Health Agency. And so what we're doing now is sort of a public awareness campaign and there may even be a documentary in the works. So we're gonna keep checking back in with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, we want to know because I think that um, everybody wants to work for the best for our men and women in uniform, especially those who want to fight to stay continuing serving our country. But there is this bureaucratic mess that we've got to find answers and um, kind of nail down responsibility so that the problem can get solved. And I know that's what you guys are all about. So tell exactly. us about 8081. What would that do for the efforts you are now working on? Sure, the, we, we kind of give some broad categories. First and foremost, um, it's gonna require the Defense Health Agency to answer for their mistakes. Um, a brief is gonna be required and it'll cause an investigation to be able to see where the breakdown is. Secondly, um, we want it to restore accountability so that that way um, the leadership isn't, right now there's sort of these rogue operators that have all the power and anytime a soldier wants to appeal to that power and say hey you overlooked something or i actually am able to get better i'd like to save my career there's no accountability and the appeal system is broken so what we're doing is we are restoring the age-old tradition of going up your chain of command and being able to have someone that you can talk to when you need to appeal so those are the basics that are in the bill Okay, and you guys, like you, I, I know you, you fought all over the hill to try to get people involved, and you said you have a lot of co-sponsors, but if people want to know more, where can they go to get some specific information on what's in that legislation and who they should contact? Right. You know, we're actually going to work hard to get more information up on our site. I've actually been working a lot on that today, but we are in close contact with Max Berry, and he is someone on the hill that has worked just tirelessly um, for us. So what I suggest is that you reach out to us first at arcofjusticeusa at Reagan dot com that's our email address and then we're going to put you in touch with max berry and he's out of representative mass office and then he is going to go ahead and send all the necessary information to your representative okay very interesting okay so if you want to know more about what's there and uh, whether or not you think that's something you actively want to try to help out with check it out uh, uh with arc of justice and um you can google HR 8081 and find out more. Okay, so Jen, so important that people know, uh, and I think people have some concept of this, but families really serve alongside their members. Um, I, I've seen this in my family, and I consider you just as much a part of the military operation as the person in uniform. Um, whether they're active duty, whether they are um, retired, whether they're fighting some of the battles that you guys are fighting, um, and with ongoing health battles um, for Will, you very much step into this role when you need to um, as caregiver, your girls, you've got twin girls who um, you use the term hidden helpers and kids involved in this process and part of a military family are very much actively part of the mission as well. So talk about your role as caregiver, what you wish that we knew about caregivers and how we can help. Sure. I appreciate you um, talking about this today, Shannon, because of course Veterans Day is all about our American heroes who served our country, and we we absolutely salute them for their sacrifice today. But we also want to recognize the hidden ones. We we often say they're the ones in the shadows who are drafted to serve beside the veterans, providing constant care and support behind the scenes. And so the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, who I work with, um, has deemed some cool terms. So they. They refer to the caregivers as hidden heroes, and they refer to the children of the caregivers and the wounded warriors as hidden helpers. 
And in the past years, the focus has really been shining a light on the caregivers themselves, the people in my position. And then more recently, we've realized that there really is a trickle down effect to the children. And more than ever, we need to get resources into their hands. So just as some examples, um, even today, what I'm doing this very minute is I'm stepping in for my husband because he was actually slated to be on this podcast. And at the last minute, he was having a really hard health day. That happens more than people can imagine in many military homes across the nation. Mm -hmm. And caregivers have to step up at the last minute, ready or not. (laughs) And so we do things day in and day out. Um, Most of them you're not gonna see. Um, That's why they're called hidden. And a lot of times we ask our children to help too. And so my kids have stepped up a lot more than their peers. They've had to kind of grow up faster than their peers, doing a lot of chores and extra things that They probably would rather just be playing, but they realize (laughs) a lot is falling on my shoulders and they're helping out. I think one of the main things I could communicate today is that they need help putting words to their story. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to articulate it because it's so complex. So that is why we want to shine a light on them as well. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Are there places online that people can go to, you know, do things that would lend to the efforts of, of caregivers and kids or special places like if you are a caregiver or um, have kids that are in this role, helping vets, helping active duty folks, um, are there special resources or places that you would point them to? Absolutely. First and foremost, I would go to hiddenheroes.org. That's through the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. And from there, you're going to see multiple resources. We have a Hidden Heroes community that's through Facebook. And I'll tell you what, it is a safe place where caregivers can come and share their story and vent and find support and find very, very valuable resources. In addition to that, the Dole Foundation is now actually launching, has launched a campaign for Hidden Helpers. They're partnering with the History Channel and A&E. And it's been amazing to see how other veteran service organizations and military service organizations are rallying around this campaign so that they can provide resources to the children. This can be anything from community groups to scholarships for college and most importantly, mental health, mental health care. Yeah. And I know, um, having known Will over the years that he adores his family. You and the girls are his life. Um, He's Mm -hmm. on this mission to help other folks, um, but I know you're his priority. And there are times that he's been very worried about, you know, the idea that he would be a burden to you guys. So I know for our military members as well, um, they worry about the toll that it's taking on their family. And um, I I guess that's one less thing that I I wish our men and women in uniform would have to worry about. They know that they're, they feel that they're imposing a burden on their caregivers or worries on their families. um, so, Willie, really, when you mentioned mental health, I mean, that could be for everyone, the member in uniform, the caregiver, the kids. Um, that's a conversation I think that we need to have more of. Absolutely, Shannon. And I mean, I will be completely honest. I um, experienced caregiver burnout several years into this. Technically, I've been caring for him since he returned returned from deployment in 2013, although his symptoms didn't really ramp up until 2018. Um, I... I didn't realize I had reached burnout because I just kept rallying. I was getting up every day, mm-hmm. doing 
doing what I had to do. I, I actually told my friends each day is triage and whatever is bleeding is what I focus on in that moment. And mm -hmm. I finally couldn't do it anymore. And I had to go to my doctor and say, I need help. And through counseling and medication, I was able to get back up on my feet. But I will tell you the counseling and the community groups that I'm a part of are my biggest resource. And I just wanna take the stigma away from it and say, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, and I think that um, that's true for you know, members in uniform, their families, um, our retired folks. I mean, our veterans, we, you know, on Veterans Day, we make a big effort to say thank you and to express our uh, admiration and respect and thanks uh, to those who have worn the uniform. Um, like I said, I always like to include the family because I've had many uh, military members in my family, and I know the story of your family and so many others that it's really a group project. But what mm -hmm. could we be doing more throughout the year? So this isn't just one day that we say thank you, but to be aware of our veterans, their families, and our communities, um, ways that we could pour into organizations or, you know, just lend a helping hand in some way. Absolutely. And I love that you asked this question because I actually took a poll among my caregiver friends this week, not even knowing I would be speaking to this, but I was curious, you know, when someone asks, what's the best way you can help? What are their mm -hmm. answers? And it was really neat to hear them. So I'm just going to tell you some of them. Um, some of them, it was as simple as like, I would love for someone to come run my vacuum and take a chore out mm -hmm. my plate. My Very practical. For, exactly. It's great. She's like, my friends helped decorate for Christmas and it was priceless. Some others say they just want understanding and compassion without judgment. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It can be very easy to judge, especially when the wounds are invisible and the veteran looks like they're okay on their good right. health days. Um, I think the other thing that we want you to know as caregivers is sometimes it's really hard to, to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And for me, I have found the greatest thing is someone just showing up in their strength. If they're mm -hmm. good at someone, if they're good at something and they offer it and they show up and say, hey, I heard you had some projects to do around the house. Can I fix anything? And I'm just like, yes, you have to. Hallelujah. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, it can be as small as treating them to coffee or just asking a question. I think listening goes so much further than people realize. Um, there's a saying I often here that says you begin to truly see someone the moment you begin to truly listen. And I think when when people can just start asking questions of caregivers and veterans and their families, and they say, what is your life like? What's your day to day? The needs will come to the surface from their mm -hmm. answers. And then those people can figure out, wow, you know, I could send a gas guard or I could come mow the lawn or I could take them to coffee and that would go a long way. I think those things are huge. Yeah, and I think sometimes people feel awkward. They they think, uh, well, I don't know how to have that conversation or I don't want to intrude. Um, but I saw uh, earlier this week, I think it was on Instagram, Bob Goff, if people were, are familiar with him as an author. He's such an encouraging guy. And he said one of the, you know, um, you know, uh, most helpless things you can do is sort of tell people, just call me if you need something or let me know what you need. And he yeah. very much had this message that you did just show up and say like, hey, I brought you dinner. I don't know if you need mm -hmm. it. I, I made you some brownies or yep. I'm here with my cleaning supplies um, yes. that it's on us not to wait for people to make specific requests, because all of us have probably been in a situation where somebody will say, just let me know what I can do. And mm -hmm. um, it's hard to turn around in that moment to say what you need. So for all of us, a good reminder to just show up, as Jen said, in any way that you could possibly help. Maybe you're a good bookkeeper. Maybe you could help iron out some, you know, paperwork messes. Oh, um, maybe yes. you can just <laughs> 
clean the toilets. I mean, all of us can offer something. Um, I'm not a good cook, but I will bring you cookies or brownies. So um, if hey, you need sweets, I might show up at your house with that. Gift card. People do that. Yeah, That's you know amazing. what? It's, it's so true. I can remember during COVID when we were all kind of separated and isolated into our corners for a while and somebody would have a baby or get COVID and the whole house would have it. And I would just get on my app and order food and send it to them. Like, this yeah. is going to be much better than what I would make you anyway. So I'm just going to send <laughs> yeah. it to your house. But those yeah. are things that, you know, somebody doesn't have to be sick for us just to reach out and say, let me just do this little thing for your family. Exactly. And you know what? It really is very hard to articulate in the moment the needs when someone says, what do you need? And so mm-hmm. I just can't emphasize that enough. And I would say, too, just as a personal example to this, um, we, we moved into an, a home you know, a couple years ago and it, the lawn became very overwhelming for me because it was just mm-hmm. the last thing on the list and the right. lawnmower wasn't working. And it's just it kept going and going. And one day I heard the lawnmower outside my office window and I'm like, is that an R yard? And I I go out and I open the window and I see someone from our church mowing our lawn. You better believe it moved me to tears and it made me feel so seen. I get choked up thinking about it right now because they saw a need and they did it. And it, it allowed me to take a breath and do the things that really needed my attention. Yeah. And you know what? You're gonna make me cry too. I feel so emotional about it because we're all in desperate need at some point of something. Mm-hmm. And if we open our eyes and look around, there are ways and people always in our sphere who are going to need help. And I love that someone was like, hey, Herlon needs help. I can do that. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's just such a beautiful, practical thing. It doesn't have to be a grand gesture, raising tons of money, making right. a donation, um, throwing right. a gala. I mean, really just showing up with goodies or a lawnmower or sending over, like you said, a gas card or DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just really practical ways that we can help. Um, what are some of the things that um, are most kind of on top of mind for you about people who are transitioning from active duty to civilian life when our veterans are now moving over into that role. For some mm-hmm. of them, you know, the military, maybe it's only been their life for a handful of years. For some, it may be 20 or 30. Um, right. What are some of the the challenges that you face going from one sphere to the other? Sure. I think the most important thing to realize is that the world has been turned upside down. And so the when you are in the military, it, Yes, they sort of own you, so to speak, right? But they actually take care of a lot of things so that you can focus on your mission. So there's so mm-hmm. many things that that are sort of done for you or put into an automated system that when you get out, it all falls on you and you have to all of a sudden sift through all this administrative work. And if that is not your gift or mm-hmm. you're facing a bureaucratic entity that you're having to fight you know, in the process, that is very um, overwhelming. And so I think the things that they go through are navigating these systems to get a job, they're navigating new healthcare systems, they can't just go on on base and go see the doctor per usual. They're trying to gather all their records, they're, they're, you know, trying to figure out exactly how they can make ends meet, because a lot of them are not going to get the same type of pay, they're going to get very little disability pay or nothing. And so these are things that, um, kind of rock their world. And I always like finding the right organizations that they can get in touch with because there's so many organizations that'll come alongside you and help you through those details. 
That's fantastic. We are talking to Jen Osten today. Uh, she and her husband, Will, who is a medically retired vet. He's a lawyer. He's out there fighting. They both are on behalf of people who have walked through the same struggles that they have. Um, going through a medical condition as an active duty military um, person who wants to stay on active duty, wants a chance to get well and stay there and continue serving their country. Um, their website is arcofjusticeusa.org. Correct me if I've got that wrong, Jen, but I think that's the right place for people it. to go. And so um, Jen is a caregiver. She is an advocate. Her girls are what we call the hidden helpers. Um, just remember when we salute our veterans today that their families are along with them on this ride, and we owe them the same debt of gratitude, the same thank you. And just a reminder in this conversation with you, Jen, for us to look around, every single one of us um, has somebody in our community or our church or our kids' school or somewhere that could use just an extra helping hand. So um, with your reminder as our motivator, let us not wait and ask people what we can do to help. Let us show up and in a concrete way say thank you to our veterans. And we say thank you to you, Jen, um, and to Will and to the girls. And God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us on Live in the Bream. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. You too. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.